Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Week 7 Review episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by Bet Online. The wait is finally over. Baseball season is done. It was game six tonight in Los Angeles or for the Dodgers and the Rays. Dodgers closing out the series. Uh, so baseball is done. Basketball's wrapped up. Hockey's done. But plenty of football. You also got the UFC out there uh, uh, as well. Plenty of action for you to get in on with Bet Online. And uh, Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head on over to Bet Online today and use promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert. Uh, by now, I'm sure many, if not all of you have listened to the Bear Up and Bear Down show. Uh, I recorded it um, <laughs> I recorded it in my car um, because, of course, the game ended at like 10.30 at night and, um, you know, my, my dad and my stepmother had to get up early in the morning so I couldn't be, you know, in the living room spewing venom at the top of my lungs, um, you know, like I, like I wanted to or like I felt like doing. Uh, and everything so I was out in the driveway in my car uh, recording it on my uh, on my phone so that's why it sounded a little bit (laughs) different I had to go to a safe quiet location to uh, be able to uh, get my my views and feelings uh, across so I've had a day to calm down and um, you know not feeling any better uh, about the loss because we look terrible on both sides of the ball Ted Ginn and, you know, basically ruined any opportunity for special teams to get involved or play a factor uh, in the game. Nobody was named MVB. Nobody w- nobody earned a bear up uh, in the game. So we want to get past this one and uh, get on to the next one, which would be uh, the Saints. Not an easier test by any stretch of the imagination, but a different one. Another one we get to move on, a different team to focus on. So let's go ahead and close the book on this one so we can move on to the next. It's the Week 7 Review episode of the Bear Stock Underground, so let's get to it. So it was ugly from the outset, pretty much, and very few highlights uh, to speak of, so this probably won't uh, take too long. I did all the belly aching I want to do about this game during the bear up, bear down show. You know, I just don't really feel like digging into it uh, much more. You know, like I, I made my points last night, uh, especially in regards to Coach Nagy and the play calling. And of course, we're hearing today that uh, Coach Nagy has no intention whatsoever of of giving up the 
play calling duties, no 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 um, delegation to another coach or to an assistant uh, or anything like that. So the fact that we will continue to struggle on offense shouldn't be a surprise to anyone on, until Nagy does that, until he puts his ego aside for the betterment of the team to at the very least because nobody's saying that he can't take it back. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. That's the beauty of him being the head coach. He has the right as the head coach to delegate it away. And he also, if his, if he's not happy with the progress, you know, or the results or, you know, whatever you want to call it, he's the head coach. He can take it back. You know, it's like everybody just wants, uh, you know, whether it be fans or experts or uh, a combination of the two, like Olin Krutz, uh, Lance Briggs, Alex Brown. I, I watch the their their recap shows uh, every week. I watch the segments online, and you know they're Chicago Bear alumni, so they've got skin in the game with this with this franchise. They want to see their old team uh, succeed, so they're fans and they're experts at the same time. They're on both sides of their fence, and every single one of them is like you know maybe it won't fix things but we'll never know until we try and it's all the things that the bears have tried so far the one thing that's remained constant through all of it is the head coach calling the place it's the play calling so we got to see if a different guy a fresh perspective fresh eyes maybe he's got a different idea on personnel groupings and all that kind of stuff maybe he'll be able to help the bears get things going but we'll never know if he doesn't give it up and right now he doesn't plan to so why go over and over on that for the next you know 40 minutes or whatever but you know there were heavy there were high hopes going into the game obviously some guarded uh, optimism as well you know can the offense score enough points to keep up with the rams can the defense slow the offense down so on and so forth uh, I didn't think that we'd have to worry about the referees getting involved uh, early on uh, the way that they did. Uh, you hear some cynic cynicism from me on that uh, in the first quarter uh, knee-jerk reaction, but it's just like, you know, the Bears couldn't catch a break. It was it was kind of like watching the Atlanta game again, where it's just like we're struggling uh, to get ourselves going. We're having trouble on defense. We've we got nothing going on offense and we're not getting any breaks, and we're certainly not getting any calls. All the calls being made uh, are being made against us. So even if we make a play, it's nullified by the fact that somebody made a mistake or, in the referee's opinion, uh, somebody made a mistake. So uh, it, it just, you know, from the early onset, just felt like it was not going to be uh, our day. And as, as it went along, it became more and more uh, prevalent. There just really wasn't anything good uh, going on and we couldn't string any goodness together like we had a moment here a moment there you know and all that kind of stuff it just seems like we were uh, allotting ourselves one decent moment or one bright spot per drive and then whatever would happen to undo it whether it be penalties or mistakes or you know bad play calling and so on uh, and so forth but it's like after the first quarter uh, the Rams were were pretty much you know going the way that they wanted to and the Bears were on to another game, like just much like Carolina, were battling the refs and the Rams all at the same time, and it wasn't going well. 
Jerk reaction, first quarter, Bears and Rams, and it is seven for the Rams, and or refs, I should say. Seven for the refs, zero for the Bears. Um, it's uh, They're out to get us again this week. A, a bogus call on Akeem Hicks, an illegal hands-to-the-face call on what should have been a holding call against uh, Akeem Hicks. Instead, it goes... To the Rams extends the drive and they ended up, you know, going down the field. It doesn't help that the Bears have fallen for every single play action fake, so that when Goff boots out to the to the left side, not only does he have all day to throw the ball, but he doesn't have a defender over there making him throw the ball because nobody's. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Staying home uh, to defend it. So the Rams are easily going up and down the field uh, on the Bears. They're able to stall out the first drive but couldn't stop the second as the best red zone defense in the NFL gave up a red zone touchdown at the end of the first quarter. Uh, And our offense... If, if we would just run the offense, I think we'd be fine. But instead, Nagy has to keep getting cute with these, uh, with those, you know, pitch sweeps where the ball is snapped to Foles and he automatically pitches it forward to uh, Cordell Patterson where everybody in the stadium knows what's going to happen. And he never cuts it up. He always has to keep going wide, which means he ends up getting running 20 yards but only getting one because he ran wide more than he ran up. But... Uh, I think at least we're in field goal range now. We're uh, an amazing catch from Cole Komet on a throw from Nick Foles that scared the hell out of me because he threw it across his body and across the field about 30 yards down the field. And somehow Cole Komet reached over the opponent and came down with it. Um, so I don't know. Maybe we'll be able to close out this drive and, and narrow the gap to 7-3. to three. Or uh, it's th- going to be third down for us. Maybe we'll be able to get a first down and extend the drive. But we need to get something going on offense to keep the Rams' offense off of the field so they don't start piling on the points. So 7 nothing right now for the Rams and the refs, and uh, we'll see what happens as we get into the second quarter. <laughs> so that basically never happened any time throughout the uh, football game. The Bears never really did string a drive together in order to A, give our defense a rest, and B, keep the Rams' offense uh, off of the field. We struggled to do both of those things 
uh, all night long. And not to mention the fact we were getting killed in the field position battle. You know, whereas like last week against Carolina, not only did both of our touchdowns come when we had fantastic field position, but we were dominating the field position game uh, against Carolina. Last year, the, it would the, or excuse me, last week, the roles were reversed. The Bears were the ones uh, getting the football around, you know, midfield. Like the, I think the Bears were averaging like the 38 yard line, uh, you know, as a starting position uh, last week. And this week it was. I would I would be very shocked if our average starting position wasn't somewhere in the low teens, um, and that's just being generous, I think, because uh, as you guys heard me, no 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 doubt heard me complain about uh, Ted Ginn and how uh, you know he his inability or uh, just just you know lack of desire to even think about catching the ball, uh, you know just murdered us i mean johnny hecker is one of the best punters in the nfl and he pinned us inside the 10 yard line like four times uh against the uh, against the rams on monday night man i mean it was just it was a sight to behold I, like just absolutely allergic to to catching the football or you know he signal fair catch and then walk away from the ball and it would you know bounce the way that the rams would want it to and the next thing you know we're we're starting from inside our own five yard line or or something like that but over and over again that happened and our offense was struggling to begin with and basically in every drive we had to go the length of the field to even get into field goal range uh, against this team so we we struggled to get things going we struggled to get the rams off of the field we fell for that boot fake over and over and over again and it showed a statistic at at, at some point during the game that golf was perfect in his uh pass opportunities in that particular formation every time he booted out he was all alone on that side of the field because nobody stayed home uh to defend it and he'd be able to complete a pass because he had all the time in the world uh to do it so i mean it was just frustrating watching that happen um, you know, and like I said, Nagy trying to get cute, those stupid jet sweeps that never work for us because we either uh, either the offensive line doesn't block it or the receivers out there don't block it well or or anything like that. And guys just running through and then watching the Rams run the play the way it was designed to be run. Their receivers getting out there on the corners and sealing guys off and Cooper Cup or Robert Woods getting the ball and going right around the corner and cutting it up between the two receivers where it's designed to and there you go and you know just that's the other thing that really kind of sucked about watching this game was that the Bears and the Rams were trying to do similar things on offense the Bears were failing and the Rams were coming right back and basically doing the same thing succeeding in spades and you know continuing their drives and moving the football keeping their offense on the field wearing our defense out so and it just continued to go on and on into the second quarter. Uh, the same, uh, the same thing uh, going on. The Rams imposing their will. Uh, the Bears not having any, uh, essentially. And it just got uglier as the night went along. <laughs> New Jerk reaction: Second quarter, Bears and Rams, and it wasn't any better in the second quarter than it was in the first. The Rams are pretty much doing whatever they want on the offensive side uh, of the ball. And when we have the football, we can't get out of our own way. 
whether it's just missing receivers um, down the field. We took one deep shot with Darnell Mooney, just barely missed him. Uh, unlike when Trubisky, who would have thrown it into the 38th row of the opposite end zone. Um, you know, it was maybe a step short of Mooney or over thrown Mooney, but we missed that. Um, we had a fourth and inches play where Rashad Coward, uh, who I still can't believe is on the field, let alone on the team uh, for that matter, uh, jumped off si our false start. So it ended up being fourth and six. So instead of Foles getting the first down on the quarterback sneak, we ended up having to punt the football uh, away. Um, you know, the defense is doing the best they can, but they're still uh, getting run all over the field uh, by the Rams. The Rams are having great success running the ball. Uh, they're attacking the middle of the field. Like I said, we needed to protect the middle of the field. And, you know, they're going up and down the field. They've got like 16 first downs. I think the Bears have four or five uh, or something like that. It's, it's a complete lopsided uh, football game. The only thing that isn't upsided, fortunately for us, is the score. It's only 10 to 3 right now. However, the Rams start the uh, second half with the football and have an opportunity to really put some distance between themselves uh, and the Bears. So it's like I'm hoping uh, this isn't another uh, repeat of Atlanta and Detroit where we're going to wait until the fourth quarter to show up because I fear we may not we may have too much space between us and them to be able to pull it off. This is also a team that is much better than Detroit uh, and Atlanta. So hopefully we get it together. Whatever second half adjustments we have to make, uh, we make them and uh, come out in the second half. Ready to make the Rams make some mistakes and force our, impose our will upon them instead of them consistently imposing their will on us. <laughs> it's nice to have wishes and dreams, and yet the Bears did nothing to make mine come true uh, on Monday night. I, I wish that we could, uh, you know, stop the, the Rams uh, from coming out and extending their uh, lead. I, I wish that we would be able to reconcile something and get it going offensively when we came back I mean it was it was like I said it was a complete lopsided affair in the first half they had 16 uh first downs to our four or five you know anywhere from four to five three to three to four times more productivity than the Bears uh were able to put together you know Nick Foles wasn't having a bad day statistically I think he was like 12 of 15 uh at halftime so whenever we were able to throw the ball we were moving it, but we just could never string anything together. And then, like you, you heard me say, uh, we couldn't get out of our own way. That fourth and inches uh, play. Rashad Coward jumps off sides. Or I actually th I heard it was a feedy, not, uh, not Coward. Uh, but nonetheless, somebody jumped, uh, you know, false started on that. It killed the play. And instead, we had to go to fourth and six. So we ended up punting the ball away instead of getting a new set of downs. And it was stuff like that that kept happening over and over throughout the uh, throughout the football game. And like I said, the, the Rams were imposing their will uh, on the Bears and we were just getting walked all over. So it just it was one of those one of those nights where nothing went right uh, for us and everything went right for our uh, opponents. The Rams made it look easy, which is where that whole pretender tag thing comes in uh, because we, we we faced in a formidable team and uh, you know on the road. so it was a good test. Uh, for the Bears, a litmus test, if you will, for for getting rid. So, because basically, we came into this game. Who is the pretender? 
Is it that five and one team that should probably be one and five? Or is it that four and two team whose whose only victories come against the worst and weakest division that the NFL has to offer uh, this year? You know, they're four and zero against the AFC or excuse me, against the NFC East. You know, the Cowboys, the I was going to say Redskins, the Cowboys, Washington, uh, the Giants and the um, uh, Eagles. Uh, the 4-0 against those teams, 0-2 against everybody else. Buffalo and San Francisco, they couldn't come away with uh, victories, 4-0 against the NFC East. Then here they are playing a team not in the NFC East. Would they stay winless against teams not in the NFC East, or would they finally get their first win against the first-place team? So uh, it was um, the, it was coming into it. And emphatically, the Rams proved to be themselves, uh, proved themselves not to be the contender or pretender. And, uh, you know, the Bears are the ones that are, you know, left to uh, pick up the pieces, which is, you know, funny to say about a five and two team. But we really haven't played like a five and two team. We've just won five out of seven games <laughs> to start the year. And we got two more tough games coming up with New Orleans and, and the Titans uh, in the next two weeks before wrapping up, uh, the you know, I guess you could call the first half of the schedule uh, with the Vikings again on Monday night before we have our week 11 uh, by week so we're really going to have to knuckle down but you know the second half like i said was not any better uh than the first the uh the, the bears um they they didn't come out and establish anything you know the the rams didn't score on the first drive they score on the second you'll hear me say that uh exact thing uh in the in the knee-jerk reaction and the third quarter is where it all fell apart. And basically, you know, and you guys have heard me say this before, like sometimes the performances are so bad that if I didn't do the podcast, I would have changed the channel uh, and, and watch something else just because I, I can't stand to watch this happening uh, to my team, you know, to watch them take this kind of a beating, to watch the referees, you know, help our opponents, or in this case, all of the above. We're playing badly. We're getting killed by the referees, and our opponents are flat out kicking our asses. So it was just ugly across the board in every single phase uh, of the game, and it just it's not enjoyable to watch by any stretch uh, of the imagination. <laughs> Knee-jerk reaction, third quarter, Bears and Rams, and it's over. It's been over since about eight minutes to go in the quarter, and everything that's followed after that has just been further evidence of this game being over. This is not the Lions. This is not the Falcons. These aren't two of the, you know, one of the worst teams uh, in football. The Bears aren't going to rattle off three touchdowns in the fourth quarter to tie it up or win the game or, or anything like that. You know, as I said, going into the fourth quarter against the Falcons or the Lions, nothing we've done up to this point would suggest that we have a fourth quarter comeback in us and we're playing a team that is much better than both of them combined okay the third quarter was an all-out disaster we they didn't score on the first drive of the second half they scored on the second and the the offense can't keep themselves on the field so the defense is gassed they're missing tackles they fall for every one of these bootleg fakes and golf's got all the time in the world to throw the football we can't take advantage of the opportunities that the rams have given us like knocking the ball out of uh, golf's hands or the ball floating up in the air when we've caused him to you know let go of the ball early or you know or deflected his arm or something like that it falls innocently to the ground 
but the Bears put their first decent drive of the game together, and then when we're inside the inside the 10-yard line, Nagy has the brilliant idea of taking our best red zone target, Jimmy Graham, off the field and going five wide, and it ends up getting deflected into an interception, and it became a 14-point swing because what should have been a 17-10 to 10 game became a 24-3 game when the Rams took that turnover and ran it right down our throats into the end zone to make it 24-3. And that's where we sit right now. Oh, and don't let me forget, uh, Matt Nagy, for the umpteenth time in a row, has stubbornly put uh, Cordell Patterson out on the field on third and one or fourth and one, and for the umpteenth time in a row, Patterson didn't get it. So the Rams start the, uh, start the drive in the fourth quarter inside if they're not in our red zone they're close and uh, actually that's actually the 37 yard line i thought we were way closer than that but anyway they're up 24 to 3 they're running the ball at will we don't have any balls tonight we're getting killed so we're gonna lose the game (laughs) the first thing i said after i stopped recording said please let me be wrong about that but uh you know was was hoping for another miracle that uh you know this could just be the thing uh that the bears do and and uh you know they 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 just they 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 play like crap for 45 minutes, and then in the final 15, they become, you know, the, the stiffest defense and the most uh, creative and, and explosive offense uh, in the NFL. That did not happen uh, last night, not even close. Uh, the, the one touchdown we put on the board ended up being a defensive touchdown, so our offense generated a total of three points uh, against the Rams uh, in this matchup. So, And what was kind of the rubber match? You know, we won in 2018. They won last year. They won again, so they win the series, uh, essentially. So, uh, And they've kind of whipped our ass in these last two games, too. So where we, we really kind of had them over a barrel uh, in 2018, and we just dominated that game from, from start to finish, uh, they pretty much handed it to us in these last two games. So <sighs> frustrating, you know, because they're kind of our contemporaries uh, in this, uh, in this league right now. And, um, you know, we can't beat them. And if we're having trouble with them, imagine the trouble we'll have with teams like Green Bay that we have left on our schedule. Imagine the trouble with what we had with, with Malcolm Brown running the ball for them yesterday. Imagine what it's going to look like when it's Derrick Henry, uh, in a couple of weeks or Alvin Kamara this coming Sunday, uh, you know, or, or, you know, a, a creative genius on offense in Sean Payton uh, with Drew Brees and, and their weapons uh, on the offensive side. This could be an ugly, ugly thing we're walking into uh, in the next two weeks. And we could go from being a five and one team that was, uh, you know, temporarily the number one, <laughs> the number one team in the NFC to uh, being a five and four team on the outside of that playoff window uh, looking in. So uh, the, the, a lot of things need to go right for the Bears. They need to stop making these mistakes. They need to stop giving the referees reasons to call uh, penalties on us and, and, and everything. It's just so many things not going right. And like I said, the, the best drive the Bears were able to put together all night, um, murdered once again by, by Nagy and his, uh, his desire to try to be the smartest guy in the room. I am so sick of saying that. But I'm even sicker of watching it happen. Uh, you know, we take our best red zone target off the field, the guy that's leading the team in touchdowns right now, and he scored all of them in red zone situations. We take him off the field. 
we 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 put five wide receivers out on the field, or maybe it was four with a single back. I do think Montgomery was back there with Foles now that I think about it. But we run a play where we get our smallest guy in Darnell uh, Mooney in the corner of the end zone where he is essentially double covered, and the corner that, that he's wearing like a backpack knocks the ball down into the open arms of the safety that was trailing behind him for the interception. So it was all of that work that the Bears put into their first decent offensive drive of the game for nothing. On you know, And it's just like, why isn't Graham out there? Why isn't Cole Komet out there you know, and everything? It's like, I like throwing the ball to Darnell Mooney. I would like it more if Darnell Mooney was 6'3" you know but he's only 5'11 he's the smallest guy out there weighing like 170 pounds soaking wet with rocks in his pockets that's not really the guy that you want to go to in the corner of the end zone on a 50-50 ball you know it's like I know we were trying to stay away from Allen Robinson because most of the night he was being covered by Jalen Ramsey um, but in that situation if it's not going to be Jimmy Graham then it has to be Allen Robinson it really does and instead we went to Darnell Mooney. And I don't hate the idea. It's just that there were better ideas out there. You know, my issue isn't with Darnell Mooney. It's with no Jimmy Graham out there, no Cole Komet out there, and not going with Allen Robinson in that type of uh, situation. So just bad all around. And, you know, we haven't really even addressed the fact the offensive line was atrocious uh, for the entire football game. You know, couldn't get the game. I mean, we had an excuse for the running game to be bad, against the Colts and the Buccaneers because we're talking about like the number one and number five run defense uh, in football. And the last two weeks we're facing like the number 26 run defense, and I think the Rams were 18 uh, against the run, which means we should have been able to have some kind of moderate success running the football against these teams. And against the, the Panthers we should have had success, period. But we struggled against both of those teams, and it's – it's become an epidemic uh, for the Bears. And now Cody Whitehair is down. He suffered a calf injury uh, last night. Hopefully he'll be okay um, and you know won't miss any time or any significant time if he has to miss a game or two uh, or anything like that. Because with James Daniels gone, he's the best running – or excuse me, best offensive lineman we've got. So we need him out there. But um, it is what it is. So like I said, the game was over at the end of the third quarter. And it was so over that I didn't even wait for the game to end before I did my fourth quarter knee-jerk reaction. (coughs) Knee-jerk reaction, fourth quarter, Bears and Rams. There's about three minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um, The Bears have just, or or Nick Foles just threw an interception um, where if Jimmy Graham could keep his feet, he catches the pass. Instead, he trips over his own feet. Jalen Ramsey picks it off. The Rams have it inside our own. 40-yard line. It's 24-10. to 10. Uh, We did score a touchdown, but it was defensive. Uh, we not Jarda, because all of a sudden our defense knows how to tackle, just like out of nowhere. We know how to tackle and wrap up and, and things like that. Or maybe the Rams are taking pity on us and letting us do it. I don't know. Just to keep the clock rolling, maybe that's what happened. But uh, we, we jarred the football loose. Eddie Jackson ran it in for a touchdown. Surprisingly, the flag that was thrown on that play wasn't on the Bears. I mean, I, I didn't know it was actually legal to call a penalty against our opponents. I mean, it's, it's just been not happening so far uh, in this football game. It's remarkable. Every time a flag flies, it's on the Bears, no matter what. And, um, you know, it hasn't been as damaging as it has been in other games. 
because uh, the Rams have just been flat out kicking our ass. They haven't really needed the help that the referees have been giving them regardless. But once again, the Bears are playing against two teams instead of one and uh, killing themselves at the same time. So they're actually it's three against one because they're beating themselves. The Rams are killing us and then the referees are helping. So, yeah, not a good night. Uh, it's like I said, 309 to go. And uh, we're down 24 to 10, and this, this one is over. I don't need to wait for the last three minutes to go through to, to see that we're done and that we're, uh, we're a 5-2 and two football team, and we are pretenders uh, until we can. I mean, we got two weeks against the Saints and the Titans coming up to see if we can shake that tag, but right now we are, you know, pretenders. We, we played a good football team tonight, and we got our asses handed to us, so... Whether we like it or not, we're going to have to carry that pretender tag until we do something to convince the world that we're not. And there it is. That's our mission statement for the remainder uh, of the schedule is to basically go out there and prove our doubters wrong because our doubters are, are louder than ever uh, right now. Uh, after the, the, the performance we put together against the, the Rams on, on Monday nights, you know, we, we can't deny it anyway. I mean, you... You look at how the Rams just had their way with us. You couldn't say we're contenders and and uh, and everything like that. We didn't play uh, like contenders, and, and a lot of times this year we haven't played like contenders. We just win like contenders, and you know it's a, we ran into a good football team uh, on Monday night, and they had their way with us in such a way that the the twenty four to ten final score didn't really even tell the story of the dominance that the Rams displayed. Uh, against the Bears like the fact that the uh, lone touchdown that the Bears put on the board was defensive so their defense only gave up three points their offense gave up more points than their defense did uh, on Monday night so I mean that's how uh, lopsided the the victory was for the Rams and you were you heard me saying at halftime 16 first downs for the Rams only about four or five for the Bears I doubt that we narrowed the gap at all in the uh, in the second half, um, because even in even in garbage time, we weren't doing much to uh, move the football and 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 put points. Uh, well, obviously, we didn't put any points on the board, but to you know narrow the gap between the two, it just didn't happen. It just flat out didn't happen. So, um, you know, it was it was hard to watch, but um, you know, it 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 it's it's what happened. You know, we went out there on monday night and we ran into a buzzsaw with the uh with the rams and um yeah there it is 24 24 first downs to 14 for the bears somehow we were four of 14 on third down but one of four on fourth down so (sighs) there it is right there the rams four of 13 which is surprising but then again when you don't get to third down most of the time there's not much of a need to get a third down uh, conversion. So, um, you know, when you're getting first downs on first and second down, that's usually, you know, what's going to help you. The Bears 49 yards rushing for the game as a team. Awesome. 161 for the Rams, averaging nearly five yards a carry uh, against the Bears. Uh, three red zone, four red zone trips, three touchdowns uh, for the Rams. 0 for 2 for the Bears. Awesome. Um, you know, and they also they dominated time of possession, and they only ran seven more plays than we did, which is amazing. So I mean, it's just like I said, as lopsided as it could have been, 
uh, 14 carries for Montgomery for 48 yards. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't pretty. Not pretty at all. So, yeah, so let's just go ahead and close the book on it. It's done with. It's over. It was a really, really bad night on national television. But but now we have to move forward. And like I said, it has to be our mission statement to go out there and prove our doubters wrong because they're getting louder and louder which, with every performance and it's getting amplified with every loss. So, you know, we had our doubters after a 3-0 and start and then we lost to Indianapolis and it was I told you so. But then we went again on Thursday Night Football and we beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers who have had two really good wins after losing to us so that win gets better looking the further we get away from it and then you know uh we we beat carolina to prove that the tampa bay thing was not a a fluke that we were our winning team that keeps winning football games but then we ran into the first of a three-game window that did not look good and we looked as bad as we have all season long worst performance uh, of the season by a mile didn't even look like we deserved to be on the field with the Rams in those ugly-ass blue and yellow uniforms. So it was a bad night. So it's time to close the book on on week number seven and get ready for week number eight. The good news is we're back at home. And even better news is uh, seven is not my lucky number. Eight is. So I'm hoping that, you know, the fact that this is my my lucky number, that we're back at home, will, you know, get some good mojo, some good juju. Uh, going into this game uh, against the Saints. So uh, that's going to do it for the Week 7 review episode of the Bears Talk Underground. Come back on Thursday when our good friend from Locked on Saints, Ross Jackson, will be joining us to preview Bears Saints for Week Number 8, and then we'll have our um, deep dive preview coming out on Friday to get you ready for Sunday afternoon between the Bears and the Saints. So coming back on Thursday, I've already got the Ross interview in the in the vault. It was an amazing conversation. And, and the really great thing is we were both going into the conversation not feeling good about this game for either team. And yet <laughs> when I talked about some of the things that I didn't like about the Bears and he talked about some of the things he didn't like about the Saints, we actually both came away feeling better about this game for our teams like i feel better about the bears chances against new orleans and vice versa for ross after talking to him so um i think you guys will dig the conversation it was a lot of fun so come on back on thursday to hear that and then the deep dive preview on friday until then my name is larry d and this has been the bears talk underground